It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, let us set the tone like we always do with a little bit of live music. This is Just a Closer Walk With Thee. It is performed by a group that I'm in called For Change. Sit back and enjoy.
just a closer walk with just thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Just a closer walk. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You can get all of the great information about Love Ministries. We are still going full-fledged ahead with our uh, programming, and so reach out to us, and we would love for you to be a part of the things that we are doing. Well, we are so excited about this episode because this is our 100th episode. We are starting year three of Every Heart, Every Woman radio. Mm. And so, yeah, yay. So you all, we have, um, this is going to be such a special episode. We're welcoming back my husband, Dr. Roosevelt Niven, Superintendent of Community ISD. Welcome, Roosevelt. Hello, everyone. Hello. Nice of me to be here. There you go. See, it's already started. So <laughs> that's number one. <laughs> we are also welcoming back our partners in crime, Vicki and Tim McMurray. If you are. Vicki and I started this uh, started this journey. We didn't know what we were doing, but we started it anyway, <laughs> right, Vicki? <laughs> we had no clue what we were doing. And, and here it is, starting uh, year three. So welcome, Vicki. And also, Tim McMurray is in with us. Tim McMurray is the athletic director for Texas A&M Commerce. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Please refer to me as husband number two. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Great to here be we here. Go. We feel we uh, on a rare serious note, we feel very honored to have been invited and yes. always love catching up with you guys. Unfortunately, not in person right now, but this is the next best thing. Right. This is the next best thing. Well, we feel very honored that you all would um, just give us some of your time and, and share some of your wisdom with us and with our listeners. We are so very excited. We all feel so blessed uh, to, number one, have the opportunity to have started this um, Every Heart, Every Woman radio uh, two years ago now and starting year three, we are so very blessed. Um, so we thank you, Vicki and Tim, for joining Aww. us. And we also want to thank uh, Aaron Long. He also started this journey with us. He's our engineer. So you never really hear Aaron, but he's here all <laughs> the time. So we're so excited um, that Aaron is still with us in year starting year three as well. Yes. So I wanna um, I wanna start this out with some leadership questions because both of our lives, um, the Nivens family and the McMurray family, kind of our lives mirror each uh, each other in in 
uh, several ways, both in our husbands are both in the education arena. Vicki and I are both um, in the arena of church and volunteering and all of that. So I would love for us to just encourage some people in their um, in their leadership skills, because now with us, you know, mostly working from home and then some of us are getting back to going to the uh, to the office a little bit um, going in here. This this is kind of a um, a difficult season for so many in, in different in different ways. So I wanted us first to uh, to catch up and talk about um, our biggest accomplishments that we've had this year and kind of just the up and down process to um, a achieving that that big accomplishment because sometimes people see the end result and they have no idea what it took to get to you know where where we are today so um Roosevelt you want to start what's been your biggest <laughs> accomplishment this year well I would rather Tim and I go last since since we you know you Last, right? Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Here we all go. All right. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in, Carla. First of all, Carla, I'm so proud of you. This has been so fun to follow. I had to back out, just too much going on, but Carla, you have persevered. It's your dream. And I'm so grateful that I've got to be a part of it a little bit. And I'm just happy for you. I had to say that, friend. Thank um, you. Oh, you're welcome, sweetheart. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a great question. So, Obviously, my leadership is different from Tim and Roosevelt as they're leading forces at different entities. For me, uh, I have found as a volunteer, and especially during this virus uh, that we're dealing with and our social distancing, there's been even more need in my small town of commerce. And uh, I have found, honestly, as simple as this sounds, ask. Ask who needs help. So before all this even happened, I reached out to all campuses within our school district and I asked at the high school, do you need a mentor? Well, yes. And then when I would tell people I'm mentoring, they all said, well, how did you get involved with that? I asked. I simply called the principal and said, do you have somebody I can mentor? What does it entail for you? How do you see this? And we talked about it and I've been mentoring, still mentoring someone at our high school and the same with our elementary and middle school campuses. I just reached out to the principal and said, I would like to volunteer. What are your needs? And so up until when we all had to socially distance and go home, I was volunteering on every campus every week and I wasn't doing anything huge. I was just giving them some time and doing what they needed. And it was astonishing to me that people just were so shocked. Well, how did you get involved? I took the initiative and asked. Mm -hmm. And then the same with um, now what's going on. We have a phenomenal food pantry, the Commerce Commerce Food Pantry. It's a shout out to them. They're amazing. And so I just said, what are our, your needs? Because we had to change how we distributed food. And so other than yesterday, I have been working pretty much every Thursday for three to four hours helping them. Um, I'm a small piece of it, but I just reached out and I asked. And then Lastly, our school district, like many around the country, are serving lunches to our families in need, even though there isn't school. And so, again, I reached out and asked, what, how can I help? Do you need people to volunteer to serve lunch? And so Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, that's what I do for two hours is help serve lunches. And, you know, we're wearing gloves, wearing masks, but it's that connection with people and just, you know, 
can't see my smile behind my mask. Right. <laughs> but, right. you know, just just trying to do my part. But for me in leadership, it's being willing, being flexible, being open, really listening to where God's leading you to and asking. I mean, just taking an active role by asking because, you know, people forget to ask and it's just not going to drop in your lap. Right. You got to reach out. So for me, that's the big one. The very simplicity of just reach out. If you think you, you have a heart for something, then go ask them, you know, what, what are your needs? And you'll, you'll be surprised. I've been working. Yeah. I've been busy. Yeah. 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 There's so much that needs to be done right now. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've done that, Vicki. I was talking to a friend of mine and she was saying, you know, I'm dealing with loneliness during yes. this time. And I said, do you know how many people would love for you to jump on a Zoom call with them or FaceTime with them and talk, you know, to you for an hour? Don't um, don't don't struggle with loneliness because there are so many people that are feeling the same as you reach reach out to people. That's that's how you get involved with things. I like that, Vicki. I I love your answer. That's how you get involved. Reach out and, and ask and you know, check and see what people need. I I feel like um, my biggest accomplishment this year, I feel like it's happened during this time because um, kind of all of the other things that I used to do and all of the busyness that goes along with all of those other things was stripped away. And I honestly think that during this time, I have had the opportunity to get closer to people because when you jump on a Zoom call and look at somebody in the eyes, you know, you're you're open to sharing. And I feel closer to the people at, at my job because of Zoom calls, honestly, um, because of Google chat. That's calls. great. You know, it's it. And so I feel like I've had the opportunity to really pray with people and have people to be able to pray with me um, because all all of that. Hey, and I got to run to my office and run to the next thing. That's right. gone. Yep. So, yeah, you know, I, I have time to list, actually listen to what's going on with people's minds and their hearts and and um, and have them listen to me. Um, the, the other thing is um, the book that yes. I did two years with heart. Yeah, um, the, that that came out and it's it's. It's a book of weekly meditations uh, for leaders. And everybody's like, you know, how did you write a book? How long did it take? I had no idea I was writing a book. I was writing. I didn't. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was writing the weekly meditations for our band uh, just so that we could get on the same page and we could minister to yep. people to the best of our ability. And when Roosevelt read it, he said, you need to take the, you know, change it around a little bit and make it weekly meditations for leaders because leaders need uh, inspiration every week so that they can, you know, be their best as, as they're uh, leading. Absolutely. People. And so um, I just encourage people any, you know, take what you do and see how it can serve people. And like Vicki said, reach out to people and see what, you know, your natural gifts and talents and graces and just the natural things that you were born with, somebody else um, is waiting for you to share those things uh, with them. So that's, Absolutely. yeah, that's been my biggest accomplishment uh, this year. So, okay, husband number one and husband number two. 
<laughs> you all are up. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. You got it. Um, yeah, a couple things uh, because the question's a really good one. The a, l- a little bit, and I, d- I don't want to sound too self-centered on this, but it's it's a it's a team award. Um, professionally, um, earlier this year was named a, a NACT Division II Athletic Director of the Year. All right, um, and that's a Woo! that's a team award because the person that nominated the colleague that nominated me, it's talking about all the accomplishments of our student athletes. It's, you know, it's whether we've had success in fundraising or, you know, our strategic plan or, you know, successful audits, academic success in the classroom. It's the kids and the staff and the coaches that are supporting them. And that that's a team award from a more, I would say, global um, perspective. I've, I've tried to be very intentional during this pandemic and I know Roosevelt's got to have some of the same challenges. There, there's not a playbook. And so I've tried to be very intentional every day when I get up and every night or early morning <laughs> when I go back to bed um, is choosing faith over fear. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, you know um, on this radio show in mid-May, and I don't know if we're going to play football on time. I don't know if we're going to have 25% fans, 50% fans, no fans, full stadium. What does social distancing look like? Um, but I know there's going to be plenty of time to be fearful and negative about it. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we just proceed with faith as we all know to do? Let's give it to God, but let's keep working like we have um, – something to look forward to. And, and I think that's permeated well. You know, I talk to my head coaches individually and collectively every week. And, you know, I'm hearing from them that they've got colleagues at other schools calling and asking, hey, I don't know anything. The worst thing you can do, even if it's unfortunate news or, you know, there's going to be an extra step in something, um, it is not communicating. And so what I've really learned during this um, is to just make sure you're checking on those people. Like you mentioned, Carla, I mean, I've got, you know, four or five, uh, you know, single young professionals that live in Commerce, Texas, and they're only there because we brought them there. And, you know, that, you know, if you're from Georgia or Arkansas or in one case, Canada, <laughs> um, you know, pretty daunting to be single and not, you know, be able to go to Dallas or go mm-hmm. to McKinney or, mm-hmm. or, or, or go do any, you know, go do very little um, if you want to do something on the weekend. So I've been very intentional about checking in with them. If, if I'm going to pick up, you know, Chick-fil-A or even, you know, further out for us, occasionally grabbing an extra lunch for one of them and just, just letting them know that they're not alone. And, and so um, I don't know if proud's the right word, but I've been very intentional about that type of leadership during this, making sure that we're checking on our people, not just with material things. I mean, everybody likes food, but making sure that we're really staying connected, you know, and that's if we communicate, connect and collaborate every day, I think um, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to through this. Yeah, that's good. It's a blessing. That's wonderful. 
All right. Uh, well, for, for me, you know, my, my definition of leadership is uh, to enable people to reach their full potential. And, uh, you know, my job is just to remove barriers and allow people to, to, uh, to thrive in their own skin. And so uh, <clears throat> I think our biggest accomplishment this year was during the pandemic, uh, you know, there's so many uncertainties and so many people losing their jobs. You know, we were able to continue to, to continue to pay the staff in our school district. And so uh, that was a huge thing for us because uh, it's, it's very scary when you're not able to provide for your family and you don't know how you're going to do that. And then you have bills coming because the bill, you know, the bills don't come mm-hmm. right on time every single month. <laughs> <Yep>. mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're late paying it, then, you know, there's, there, would, there would be consequences to pay. And so even though the government's trying to help us out with that, uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of companies that are kind of ignoring that. And so for us to be able to continue to pay our staff is great. And um, But also we're paying them. And so they are able to now pay it forward. And so I've challenged my staff and I've challenged the community members that still have jobs. Uh, I've challenged them to be a blessing to others. And so, uh, you know, I continue to say every Monday in my Monday motivational videos is that we are uh, charged to help one another. And so even though we're in a pandemic, there's always a silver lining around it because if you have money in the bank and food on the table and a job, you are extremely blessed. Mm -hmm. And so I challenge everyone to be a blessing to others. And then also, you know, uh, we have several, we have a lot of students in our district that uh, don't have and they have a lot of needs. And so we're still able to feed our students. And so we are delivering meals to kids' doorsteps uh, every single day, except on Saturday and Sunday. And so, so far, we've served over 100,000 meals since we've been out of school. And uh, to kids who, whose families don't have the, the financial means, nor the transportation means. So, you know, every school has kids that, um, <coughs> excuse me, Every school has kids that um, depend on the school for a meal. And they depend on the school for shelter and uh, safety. And so whatever we can do to help provide that, you know, we will. And so I think that's been our biggest accomplishment this year is the response to COVID and the pandemic and still being able to be a blessing to others. Yeah, that's good. Listen, guys, um, how do, how, what, are your, what are your views on failure? Like, how do you view failure? Um, how do you deal with failure? Um, let me have, Rosemary, you want to tackle that? We have, we're running out of time, but you tackle it, you tackle it pretty fast. Oh uh, yeah. Well, failure, uh, I don't see failure as, as actually failure. I see failure as an opportunity to learn. And I think I, I learned that from Tim actually. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, Tim and, I, Tim and I have had a lot of leadership conversations. I'll tell you what, a guy that is very, uh, Tenacious and creative and um, intentional and thought provoking is is Tim McMurray. That guy is a, he's a stud. That's what I'm gonna say. He's he's a stud. But I've listened to him. I've listened to him. And uh, uh, no, my uh, that's really humbling. And I I think we do play off of each other well. Just watching your, I watch your motivational videos too. Um, now I'm not on Facebook, so I have to go through Twitter to get it, but it's still, yeah. um, just what you do with your staff and how you lead is just tremendous. I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. You're good. So I just see it, I just see it as a, I just see it as an opportunity to learn. 
And uh, the I think you fail is when you you're not successful at something and you don't learn from that experience and you don't make yourself better. And so uh, as long as you continue to grow and make yourself better, you know, they say if you stop growing, you stop learning, then you're just pretty much dying. And so, uh, you know, no matter what it is, if you're not successful at it, learn from it, get better from it, and then just keep picking yourself up and keep getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that answer. And so we, this is something that the four of us, we've talked um, a lot yes, about yes. because we have, you know, with leadership, there's lots of ups and downs. Things do not go right. Things don't even always go right in our homes, you know, as <laughs> um, we're <laughs> raising our children and they're That's getting older, right. making their own decisions. Amen and, to that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> failure is an opportunity to grow. Failure is not a bad thing. And so many people kind of get down on themselves, you know, about that. And, you know, just kind of change your mind, you know, of, of, about uh, about failure. So um, we, we need to take a break. Let's take a break and we will be right back. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are having a great interview today. We are actually enjoying our 100th episode of Every Heart, Every Woman. We are so excited to be going into our third year. Uh, we have here Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, my husband. He's joining us. Also, Vicki McMurray, my partner Woo! in crime, who started this uh, with me uh, two, two years ago. So we're going mm-hmm. in, into our third year. And also her husband, Tim McMurray, athletic director at Texas A&M Commerce. So you all, we are so excited uh, that you're with us to celebrate our 100th episode. And we're just having a great time, everyone. We're just having a great time. Um, I want to switch gears now. Let's get into the good stuff. Let's let's, (laughs) let's talk about... (laughs) Vicky starts laughing. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's, Let's get into the good stuff. Okay. So how do you maintain a healthy marriage during uh, this pandemic? Because here's, here's, what, here's one of the things, and Rosebud and I have discussed this. Here's one of the things. Usually you separate and you go your separate ways. You do your separate thing. And then, you know, they teach you to have date nights. So you come together, you have date night, and you're talking about all of the stuff that's been going on and you're, uh, filling each other in on on your day. But now, sometimes, you know, I stay in my sweats all day because I just do all of my <laughs> I do all of my uh, meetings uh, on Zoom or Google Chat. And um, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, my hair looks OK today. But I mean, you know, you're not <laughs> you're not doing the normal thing. You're out of your no. normal routine. That's right. Know? That's right. So. How do you maintain a healthy marriage during a pandemic? Uh, Vicki and Tim, you want to oh. go first? Oh. Do you want to go first, Tim, or you want me to? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Uh, well, you're right. Um, 
you know, I get up and I work for a company that teaches online that caters to homeschool families. And obviously now I've got families from public school. So I'm, I've been creating curriculum and, and onboarding all these classes. So I've been really busy actually during this between volunteering. And so Tim too has had a whole additional group of opportunities, issues that have arrived with uh, athletics. And so he is constantly Zooming and has created an office off of a room we have off of our bedroom. And I'm on the opposite side of the house Zooming and doing these classes. And I wear uh, warm-ups and no makeup and showers are overrated until right before I have to go to bed, you know, because I'm not anywhere. So um, I think personally, since this has happened, we've communicated more because we're in each other's space, you know, at home in between meetings. Uh, and so I've liked that to be honest. Uh, and, uh, and we still are in our separate ways in that we're both working during the day. Uh, we're doing a Bible study together. And so that has been great because there's opportunities to discuss that. And, uh, for me, that's been really amazing. And, um, we only have one kid at the house right now. Um, but you know, you gotta have some together time I put in air quotes you got to figure out when that's going to happen and you got to have that and you just have to um you know you have to, well for me you have to just uh keep keep flirting keep talking realizing that your alone time is different and making the best of it did that answer it yeah 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 that's 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 a great answer Tim are you seconding that answer <laughs> Are you nodding your head yes? I am. <laughs> I mean, I know we're on the radio, but there's a little gyration that I guess is sign language for flirting. I'm learning all kinds of things today. <laughs> but uh, no, but I'll tell you, um, uh, Vicki hit it right on the head. I, a couple things I thought about um, as, as she was answering that. The, the first two weeks um, of this were like nothing I've ever been through. Um, and, and I'm sure Roosevelt can can, you know, uh, relate at least to this, even though we're not playing games and we don't have kids, you know, we, we didn't have a traditional commencement last weekend, um, but I'm busier than I've ever been in my entire career. It's just such a different kind of busy, you know, it start. I had, this, this is an extreme, but, but certainly um, not way out of bounds for an average. Um, I had about, well, probably about a month ago now, since we've been in this for two months, about a month ago on a Tuesday, um, I had 11 Zooms and 15 conference calls. So that's 26 different interactions um, that started at 7.30 one morning and ended about 9.30 one night and just between coaches, NCAA conference. And believe me, like Roosevelt said, we're blessed. We have jobs. I'm not complaining. But in relation to this answer, um, it completely disconnected me from my family. It's, it's one of the main reasons I didn't enjoy, even though University of Maryland was a wonderful opportunity professionally. It's one of the reasons I didn't personally enjoy that job because it was a, you know, it was the old donut commercial time to make the donuts. Just, you know, you get up in time to start your meetings and you go to bed in time to get up to restart the meeting. And there was no connection. I would occasionally walk through the den um, and say hi, but I'd have my earbuds in. So I, after that first couple of weeks, I had to get balance um, or it wasn't going to go well. We, 
we had a landmark moment during this. We had two date nights last week um, <laughs> and it was tremendous. You know, Vicky's still a little apprehensive about wanting to go out to eat. And I understand that. Um, but I just, you know, I'm going to err on the side of that, that we're coming out of this pretty soon. And, and we've got to, you know, as no matter where you fall on it, um, you know, eventually we have to get back to work because this pandemic's going to take a toll for different health reasons. If, if, if we don't get, if, if we don't get to restart society in some form of normalcy. So staying connected and I've been very intentional about that the last two weeks. Um, just, and connected can be, you know, texting in the same house if we're both on two straight hours of Zooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just nice to know and remind each other that we're there. I think, I think our dog thinks, you know, that I lost my job. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's been fun because we get to take her for a walk together. And normally our schedules don't allow that except on the weekends um, that I'm home. And, 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 you know, to have not traveled for two months, I think that's the first time that's ever happened and, and it hasn't bothered me. So the, the, the reconnection point for us, the Bible study, the, the, the time, we, we, we have to have some time away from technology. Some days it can only be five minutes. You know, we, we were very intentional last week at dinner about, not, you know, not having the phone out where we can just talk and, you know, look at each other and, 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 and have some connection time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think both of you all's answers are great. I I can say that um, all of all of the things that, like I said before, all the things that I normally do, all of the worship sets that I normally have to do, going around to different churches, um, most of that is well, really all of that, except for the worship that we have to do at at Highland Park. All of that has been removed. So I have found. I don't know if hopefully you you agree with me Roosevelt I have found that we have um we haven't been going out on date nights like we were usually very consistent about going out on date nights but we have started working out together which um I have really enjoyed and I have found that we've been outside now more than we've ever been outside. Uh, we, we make sure to walk every day or either we'll go and lift some weights or something like that. Um, get, get act, stay active because I think the first two weeks of this, uh, we were kind of sedentary and we were kind of getting into, you know, um, this a rut of being non-active and we decided mm-hmm. that we need to do something to yeah. you know rev, rev up our time and and make make it intentional for us to do some things together so it's been working out uh for us to to work out every day and uh, it's funny because we like to sometimes we like to do two different things while we work out so we'll try to stay in the same area but do our separate things while while we work out but um that's been a time for us to to kind of connect and keep our um, face-to-face time, I think. What do you think? <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah, well, the working out piece is funny to me because, you know, I have two, I need two knee, total knee replacements. That's and true. so uh. when we are, you know, walking down our street, Carla's walking fast and I'm wishing she would just leave because <laughs> I have to keep her face. 
I have to keep I have to keep her pace. I'm like, man, my, my knees are my knees are struggling. You know, I, I you know I played football those years, and so my body is really yeah. paying the price right now. And so I'm telling her, go ahead, go ahead. You know, you don't wait on me. But I'm really like, get away from me so I can slow down. So, but I'm know? saying, no, we're doing this together. We no. have to keep the same pace. Let's hold hands about, and walk fast together. It's about to kill me. Then my knees, you know, my knees start clicking because they're bone on bone, and, <laughs> and it's, it's hurt. It, it hurts. Uh, so yeah, so when she finally leaves, I'm like, thank, thank God, good, I can slow down. Really. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, um, I think that you know, I think in any healthy marriage, uh, to stay healthy during the pandemic is that you know you really have to be intentional, and you really have to make sure that you don't take uh, the other things for granted. And so you know, we we like she said, we were very focused on date night and all that stuff. So you still have to do those things. Um, but I also think it's very important that you still separate and do what you do during the day. And so I don't think it's healthy for couples to stay under each other all day, every day. Um, and then you neg- and then you neglect your personal needs. I think that if you don't take care of your personal needs, um, so I'll say it like this, that, you know, our relationship is with us and Jesus Christ, period. And at the end of the day, when we stand in front of him, Carla's not going to be next to me defending me. It's right. going to be me. And so I have to make sure that my relationship with Jesus Christ is strong and stable and he meets my needs. I cannot expect Carla to meet the needs that Jesus meets. Right. And so I have to make sure that I take care of those needs with Jesus so then I'm not putting any undue pressure or stress or expectations on her to meet those needs for me because I've started to neglect those. And so I think it's still very important for us to make sure we have our own personal time, our independent time, our individual time with Jesus in our word, in our walk, in our prayers, and that we take care of that and we allow him to edify our souls. So when we get with our spouse, uh, we don't have any any unrealistic expectations on them because we're in a pandemic now. Right. So I think that's very important that we continue to do that. And then when we're together, then, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's great. It's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, that that's that's an unbelievable um, point, because I I think that and, and Tim and, and Vicky, I'm sure you all can second this sometimes in because this pandemic has put stress on every single person uh, in different ways. And so if you are not having your. Um, your quiet time with the Lord and you are not taking your needs to the Lord, it can be uh, very destructive to your marriage if you want your spouse to take uh, the place of Jesus Christ, you know, right. in, in your life. You know, you need to make sure that you still have um, have that time alone with with the Lord. How, uh, Tim and Vicki, how do you all handle differences of opinions in, in this pandemic when you're both working in the house? Um, you know, um, how do you how do you handle one person thinking one thing, wanting to do something and the other person wanting to do something else? Well, you want to answer that or me? First. I mean, we can both answer all. Right. I'll let I'll let you have the I'll let you have the last word oh. this time. Oh, okay. uh, the uh, I, that question's a really good one. I'm I'm going to take it a, just a step further than the pandemic because the the pandemic has helped me really focus more on this. I think one of the things I was really bad at 
very early in our marriage. Um, and even, you know, hopefully it's one of those things that have waned out over time, but over 17 years, I, I, because I work in a profession where we do it, um, I was unfortunately pretty good at keeping score, um, when there was conflict, um, Vicki, feel free to nod feverishly. I, no, <laughs> no. Um, and I, um, I, it, to what Roosevelt said, I mean, we, when we, and, and I feel it, we, when we have disagreements, um, at least, you know, there's a third person in there, God's in there with us. And when it's just the two of us, it's really easy. Um, and, you know, we're, as you guys know, we're a blended family that has its own unique issues. Mm-hmm. And so I've worked very intentionally to try to keep Vicki out of the middle of that. And we don't always do it perfectly, but, you know, in a, in a blended family, it's got to be a triangle situation, not just a, 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 a straight line where there's somebody that is forced to be in the middle. So I've really tried to focus on that and, and um, that we don't, you know, that we eliminate the keeping score or the yes, but, you know, type comments and um, we don't have to win. We just have to connect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, I think we, after 17 years, I think we do uh, a pretty good job now of just, you know, appreciating the other person's perception view of something and, it's okay if we don't agree. Um, what comes to mind just recently is we've, you know, like Tim said, we actually went out on a date and I have been pretty apprehensive about all that. So the first time actually it was he and I, Marley, and we didn't go in the restaurant. We did something different to accommodate our feelings. And then the next time, you know, we kind of compromised and what we did, um, where we both felt comfortable in this open air area. So, I mean, it's just, listening to the other person and to me and again God's uh, first in this relationship and we haven't always done a swimmingly great job of keeping him first but I feel like at this point in our marriage we do a much better job of that because our faith walk has changed and hopefully for the better and more mature and so um, it's just listening to the other person for me and not shutting down and just trying to talk it out you know communication is not easy doesn't matter how long you've been married. It's still something you got to work on and work towards. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's you know, everybody has speed bumps. Mm-hmm. You just got to do your best. And, and I think because we're forced to be around each other as much as we are now, it's just heightened our level of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, we don't want to be, I think we're 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 consistent in the fact that we want to remember that we're in this together and we yes. are actually on the same team and yes. not on, on on different teams. And so we would hate to have be in this time um, and uh, feel like we have to all you know be on our separate ends the whole entire time. Like we just. We just want to remember that we want to work together and we want yes. to do this together. And I love what Tim said. It's not important to win. It's important to to connect and and uh, and enjoy life. Yes, yeah, it's, yes. it's important to win when you always win. So, <laughs> uh, 
Jesus is saying it's not important yet. She's always winning. Uh, so my philosophy on opinions is, you know, I drive and pay the bill. That's it. Uh, yeah, I just drive us where we're going, and I pay the bill. And so, any any guys out there looking to, to get married, I was going to give you some 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 free advice. Uh, she is right. All you need to do is drive and pay the bill, and life will be good for you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Remember last time our forward our forward poem, "Happy Wife, Happy Life." That's right. That's right. That's right. But Carla and I, we are consistently opposite, and so that's one thing we, we learned. We are. Yeah, you know, we've been together uh, twenty years. We've been married twenty years, mm-hmm. and so we are consistently opposite. Like right now, it's cold in the house, and I'm sure she's comfortable, but I'm cold. And uh, so we've learned that if she says, "Oh, try this food; it is great," then I already know it's terrible. And so, and when I say it's nasty, then she said, well, you know, this means we're consistent. And so if she says it's okay, then, yes. to, me, then to me it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where we are uh, in the middle. But uh, we, and, and, and that's the joke that we have, and we've grown to accept that. We yeah. are just consistently opposite. Yeah. yeah. And opposites do attract. And so I love her for that. We don't need two Roosevelt's in the house for sure. <laughs> but I think we learned that in the beginning. I yes. thought our favorite food is it should be shared. Like our favorite restaurant, mm-hmm. it we you know we should be we should both <laughs> yes love the same things. But you know, no, I like meat. I don't want to eat anything vegan. I don't want any fake cheese. I don't want any of that. I want the real stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, opposites definitely. That's why you and Tim are good friends yeah. because. They do. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's so true. And, and I'm with you, Carl. I always thought, oh, we have to love everything the same. But if I ate as much meat as my husband did or watched as many Seinfeld episodes or, you know, I mean, it's that's the beauty of our relationship in any relationship is that we do come together and we're different. Right. How, how boring it would be if we were all the same. Right. 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 Rosemary says Seinfeld is the best. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I watch any Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> shout out, you know. shout out, shout out to Frank Costanza. You know, he's just yeah, oh, yeah. I know. He just yes, away. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was funny. The small clips that I saw. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jerry, 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 Jerry yeah. Serenity now is, is a good Diller. term for a marriage, though. That's right. <laughs> Serenity now. Serenity, Serenity now. now. I did see that. Okay, so the funny thing, hey, the funny thing on on opposites attract though. With, uh, another milestone was when Vicky quit calling me a, a picky eater because every time she would do it, I would say, "Oh well, no, let's go get some seafood. I'll eat any kind of it." And she's like, um, "I will never step in a seafood restaurant." So that's that's like the one. Growing up on the Gulf Coast, I had to you know, survive or die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like seafood. Um, and so uh, we, we've come to a happy place there where we, we, we go places, but we don't, we don't judge each other's eating habits very often. No. <laughs> there you go. We had to do that too. We had to come to that, to that uh, conclusion. We just, we are always going to want to eat two separate things. So absolutely. Yeah. If I can find a place that has a really, really, really great salad that I don't yeah. have to put fa- the cheese on, you know, cause I only eat almond cheese or nut cheese. Mm-hmm. Or something. So which you can't get really out in a restaurant, but if I get a, find a place that has a really good salad and then it has like maybe some great ribs or something that he, 
then then we can <laughs> we could call it yeah. right there. exactly well that's the same thing and real quick i gotta do a shout out for you so you'll know there's a great vegan cafe in oak cliff called i think it's spiral cafe spiral diner yes uh spiral diner oh it's so good <laughs> but so see good. he got thumbs yes. down on that one like he <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love it, but yes. So um, we we didn't get to play our game last time. We did our our rapid fire questions. So we'll that just means we have to do this again. We'll we'll wait a couple of months. We'll let a couple of months go by, and we'll 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 do it again. And next time we'll get to play our game. So uh, Vicky and Tim, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, this was uh, just a joy to be able to celebrate our one. 100th episode with the two of you all and uh, we are so excited and really thankful for what the Lord is doing in in both of our families and in um, also in the kingdom of God. Um, I will tell everyone to uh, continue to look at loveministriesbills.org to get connected to Love Ministries. You can uh, get connected with me at carlanivens.com. And everyone, we just want you to know that we're praying for you, that we love you so much. Stay strong. Keep moving forward. We will see you back here next week. 